Hello family. Happy Saturday. So I've been doing a little rearranging of my environment. I'm still searching for my ideal trading space and I think I'm getting closer and closer each day. The beautiful thing about time, freedom, and flexibility is that you have time to rearrange things. <laughs> so I really wanted to have a chat today about risk management and trading, trading psychology. Um, for most of you who don't know, while I am a retired registered nurse, I spend some of my free time trading because I wanted to be educated about the financial markets. I wanted to know how to move in this space. And anytime that I take on a new task or a new hobby or a new skill set, I take it seriously. I do. Um, I believe in doing a deep dive and finding the nitty gritty of what actually makes a skill set work, be it cooking. It's, it's more cursory than Oh, I'm gonna go to the store, buy some different items, throw it in a pan, and hopefully it tastes good. No, there's actually a science to how food tastes. Flavor, acid, salt, fat, sweet. It's the chemistry of cooking. Um, same thing with gardening. It's more so than just going to the store. I'm sure all of you probably had experience going to the store, buying some plants, and then a couple weeks later they're dead. <laughs> because it's actually a science to taking care of plants. So when it comes to something like the skill set of trading, I heard all sorts of crazy statistics when I first entered this space, like something like 75% to 85% of people fail in this space. And I'm like, not me. <laughs> Anyone who's met me knows that I'm super determined to excel at anything that I do. Almost, almost to a fault, but <laughs> I'll take it as one of my strengths, you know? Um, when it when it comes to trading, there's more things that you need to know than clicking buy or sell. There's there's a comprehensive list of things that goes into it. It's not difficult. It's just like a checklist of things that you need to go down. Click, 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 click. And for myself, when I entered this space, I didn't have mentorship initially. Um, I was scouring through the learning platform that I was on. I am Mastery Academy. And trying to align myself and find a teacher who had a teaching style that I enjoyed, who sort of broke things down in a way that I understood, was organized, was clear. And that's how I landed on my mentor, Curtis. He just teaches in a way that I absolutely love. Um, but when I wanted to deepen my studies, because Curtis has always said that whenever you learn his FIB strategy, you're supposed to take that and run with it. You're supposed to take that and either master that hone that skill set or you take it and you layer it on top of something and see how much more fig fibs augment whatever other strategy that you learn hey i see y'all sliding in here let me wave to y'all and i'm just going to shoot this out right quick family happy saturday and thank y'all for sliding into my live if y'all are joining my live and you happen to be traders or interested in the skill set of training, go ahead and drop a 111 into the chat. I just want to know who all the traders are because you're in for a treat today. Anyone who's actually interested in the skill set of trading or considers themselves an actual trader, just go ahead and drop a 111 in the chat.
So anyone who's been following my page knows I've been doing an interview series. During this interview series, I really wanted to meet and network with people who shared interests that I have, be it trading or not, be it nursing or not, be it healthcare or not. There we go. I'm just shooting out the line. There we go. Oh, y'all pouring in here. Hey, family. Very good. Very good. And while I decided to focus on my skill set of trading, I wanted to come up with a comprehensive list of things that I to take this as a serious skill set. So one of the things that Curtis taught me the most was risk management. And I wanted to do a deeper delve into risk management. Um, risk management is more than just saying 0 0.01 per hundred dollars. That's not that's not how you become properly risk managed. Hey Mike, I see you sliding in there. Um on my journey of just being interested in other traders and how they actually move inside of this space and refining my own skill set, my own knowledge base in this space, I stumbled across the gentleman that I'm bringing up today. By far, I would say that Mike probably has the best risk management that I've personally seen thus far in the trading space. I do know some traders who have phenomenal risk management. Ones that come to mind, Tyrone Foster has phenomenal risk management just because he's trading in such a tight range. Curtis has phenomenal risk management. But Mike, Mike has phenomenal risk management. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. You, there we go. I see you there, buddy. So that's honestly why I wanted to bring him up. Hi, Mike. How are you doing today? How's it going? How's everything? Everything's phenomenal, and I really just want to say thank you for taking time out of your your day, your life, your weekend, because I know how active of a father you are. You have a bunch of beautiful daughters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vol volleyball season's officially over, so um, yeah, uh, my 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 time has actually opened up quite quite significantly. But yeah, um, nice. Yeah, it's been awesome though. That's so awesome. I just want to take a moment to introduce you to the people who are hopping on the live. So for those of you who don't know, um, this is Mike Acevedo. His screen handle is Fibs and Profits. You can follow him right now. I highly suggest that you do. And he also has a YouTube, which is very informative. He does top-down analysis of the entire market on Sundays, also sometimes on Tuesdays. And he's just a very thorough, very comprehensive trader. Um, I personally encountered Mike's channel and his information just being a student of I Am Mastery Academy and I would be in different chats. I love exploring different teachers and I would see him consistently in a bunch of different chats. I'm like, okay, I see your charts. I see this risk reward tool. Wait, what? <laughs> What's happening here? I think anyone who stumbles across your work, that's probably what they get drawn in by. They're most attracted by that risk reward. But then when they understand your risk management skill set as well, it's a wrap. So, Mike, um, yeah. I, I first found you in um, Zach McDonald's channel in his chat. You regularly drop charts in there. So, Wyckoff, um, tell me a little bit about how you stumbled onto Wyckoff. So, um, yeah, actually, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting story. Um, you know, I started with Smart Money Concepts. Um, you know, I started going through, like, the Bounce Back Boot Camp, um, you know, learning about, you know, just – the, the main smart money concepts ideology. 
And uh, it was honestly by chance that I stumbled on Zach's session. Um, you know, I had been in IM probably a year. And um, I want to say I, I just, it was, you know, 5 p.m. Eastern. I'm on, I'm on the East Coast. I live in South Florida. And um, I just happened to jump on a session. I saw he was live. Never really, um, never really looked at him much. And I would say maybe like the first two go lives that I watched for him um, just kind of opened my, my, my eyes to what the possibility was. And it was honestly something that I really wanted to, to master. Um, you know, one of the key things, you know, trading for me, I'm, I'm a very, um, I'm a very type A personality person, but I'm also, um, I'm very, mm -hmm. I strive to, to, not to be like the best, but honestly, that, that is, that's, that's my goal, right? Like I know deep down that I will never be the greatest trader in the world, right? I know that, but it doesn't keep me from stopping to, you know, to achieve that. So uh, one of the things I picked up real quick in Zach's session was his, his thoroughness, you know, like, you know, a, a lot of, um, a lot of educators, a lot of traders, uh, in my opinion, don't give the attention um, to the details that um that zach did so that's immediately where i kind of picked up on it and you know i give i give zach and i and I, I tell him this all the time but i give zach a tremendous amount of um you know props for for getting me to where i am today because honestly without stumbling upon his go live without um you know reaching out to him personally and and just getting him to answer just basic questions of mine i wouldn't be where i'm at right now um and i can tell you i mean he 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 he's mentioned it before in his go lives, you know, my very first charts that I used to send to him. Um, I mean, I still have them and it's, and it's funny because a lot of the guys that, you know, now I, that, that I mentor and that I, you know, trade with, you know, they actually see some of those old charts and um, you know, you, you have to start somewhere. So, you know, obviously I think my charts are, you know, it's night and day from where they were two and a half years ago to where they are today. Um, and obviously the, you know, the analysis that, that I'm able to, to see now is just so thorough and very, it's, you know, simplistic, you know, that's, that's the ideology that I wanted to kind of get to and, and understand where the market, um, you know, was going, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. And this is something I tell everybody on, on my Zooms, on my, on my sessions, mm -hmm. that before you can be a really good trader, in my opinion, I think you got to be a really good market analyst. You know, if you don't know where the market is going, the intentions of the market, then you honestly have no business throwing equity at it to, to try to say, you know, I'm going to make whatever a dollar hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars in the market without under, on, you know, under, understanding exactly where it's going to go. So, and that's, that's my, uh, you know, that's my, my daily, you know, envision is that, you know, I want people to be true market analysts before they can be traders. I would say that I really started learning that concept, actually watching your content. I first stumbled upon your content December it was that December 6th episode. <laughs> I'm always reference that I was watching Mike Navarrete's channel and yeah. you and him were doing an interview together. And that's where I first heard the concept of prop firm trading. I first heard of your crazy risk reward. <laughs> um, and then when I navigated over to your YouTube channel, I heard you only risk a quarter percent or less risk on your account. I said a quarter percent. Because, you know, we're taught when we first entered this space, risk 1% to 3% of your account. And starting out with a tiny account, you know, even if you're trying to grow a $100 account, $500 account, that's too much. It's too much risk for even that. 
So I can only imagine yeah. after you've gone to the account mm -hmm. balance that you've gotten to that you're like, I'm not taking that kind of drawdown. Right. <laughs> not no, on my account. Know. Yeah, yeah, no. And and honestly, yeah. I mean, I still I still say this to today. Uh, it's it's not honestly how much money I make, it's how much money I risk and ultimately how much mm -hmm. money I can keep myself from losing. You know, um, just going into like the trading psychology. And, and I, I know I, I mentioned this, um, you know, I, actually, I think Zach actually had to delete some of the um, of his sessions. But if you go back, I think I covered for Zach maybe like a week, maybe like last month or something like that. I was on, on go live uh, just doing yeah. some sessions for him. Um, and I covered this. I also covered it on, on my YouTube channel. Um, but when it comes to understanding your risk exposure, that mm -hmm. that to me is the most important thing. Um you know, people always ask me, you know, why, why don't I risk a, a percent? Why don't I risk half a percent? You know, honestly, when you're catching, you know, one to thirties, one to fifties, one to one hundreds, one to two hundreds, you, you know, I, I tell people just throw 50 bucks at it, you know, throw 50 bucks at a trade, you catch a one to 100, you know, that's a $5,000, you know, return. So, you know, I can deal psychologically, I can deal with small numbers, right? On a, right. you know, on a, on a prop firm account that you're trading a hundred thousand dollar account, a quarter percent right. is 250 bucks. I can lose 250 bucks multiple times and it won't affect my psychology. You know, I start risking 3%, well, 3% on a hundred K account, that's $3,000. That's, that's a big, that's a big nugget to, to swallow, uh, especially if you lose two trades in a row, you know? Exactly. Um, so I can come back, you know, and I do it all the time. Listen, I don't, I don't claim to be, a, a really, really great trader because I don't, my winning percentage isn't great. Um, you know, I say to myself that I'm a 50% trader. I win 50% of my trades. I lose 50% of my trades. All right. It's what I do. Uh, and, and this is something I really talk to a lot of you know my students about is when, when we break it down, you know, 50% win, 50% losses, which is the most important, the wins or the losses. Well, I tell mm -hmm. people all the time, it's the losses. Because if I can reduce that number, that number of 50%, if I can reduce it to 40%, guess what? I just made 10% equity on it. You know, right. if I can, if I can, and reducing risk is, is probably one of the biggest things that I learned um, to help my equity curve go up was, you know, let's just say you're risking $250, right? Well, if I can reduce the risk within that trade, you know, let's say I get a nice bounce, you know, I get price to break, you know, a, a you know, a break of order flow and I move my stop loss, not into profit because I, I'm not at that point where I can go to profits yet, but at least I can reduce it to the bottom of where, you know, that width came into to, to give right. me that entry. So if I can reduce my, my risk from $250 to, two, two, you know, to say $200, I just mm -hmm. made $50. That allows me 50 more dollars now that I can throw into another trade or take another trade. Um, and that's that $50 that I haven't lost yet. And that to me is the most important part um, of my trading is reducing my risk, reducing my exposure, understanding what the risk parameters are. Um, and that allows me, you know, honestly to, to, you know, stack orders to, to really start multiplying. And, uh, and, you know, to me, the equity curve is the only thing that matters to me. It's, you know, again, it's not how much money I've made. It's all about the percentages for me. Um, I don't even, you know, I, I, I probably started implementing this and I talked about it on Mike Navarrete session that one time, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago where, um, you know, I, I no longer trade for my phone. I don't trade for my iPad um, unless I'm on the road. If, I, if I'm on the road, I'll use my iPad because I have a keyboard and all that stuff for it. But everything is done for my desktop. Um, and I don't need to know how much money I've made. I just care about the percentages. So on MT4, I use MT5, but on MT4, you can use the same thing where 
you can actually change the profits from a dollar amount to just the pip count. Cause that's the only right. thing I care about. Uh, especially when you're dealing, when you get to the point when you're fortunate enough to, to deal with large accounts <laughs> and you've got a large profit, you know, right. uh, psychologically you're up, you know, let's just say you're up 10% on a hundred K account. Well, you're up 10 K, right? Yeah. That, that may cause you to, to want to close out the trade and say, you know, I'm going to take my profits and be happy. Um, yes. you know, I partial out, everyone knows I do, a, I, I partial out a lot of positions, but I hold positions, you know, I'm a swing trader. I mean, essentially that's what I am. Uh, for me, swing trading is less stressful. Um, and it allows me to, you know, not have to worry about finding re-entries after re-entries every day. Um, hmm. you know, Euro JPY, I've been in that trade since March 28th. Um, you know, uh, the longest trade I ever held was like 122 days was a gold sell. So, you know, wow. every day I make money off of that, you know, and of course you have to deal with swap fees and stuff like that. So, you know, you have to, you really have to analyze like what the benefits of holding that trade long-term is and stuff like right. that. Um, but it is, it is ultimately important to me and my, my, my psychology as far as understanding of, you know, all right, I'm in a trade, a great example, you know, this, this past week, and I'm actually going to jump, I'm going to drop a, a video tonight on my YouTube, um, mm -hmm doing a back test of euro odd some of the guys that i trade with we we caught some really good moves you know last week a euro australian dollar entry came into my area you know we mm -hmm. caught i think it was like 350 pips on it i really right. didn't have to stress how um I, I didn't have to stress on myself trying to get an entry because i was already positioned 350 pips in profit you know right. so you know i took my time we ended up getting another two entries this week on it um for a total of three entries you know, and we got a really good movement out of it, you know, and not having to stress about, all right, you know, I've got to get into this position. I got to, you know, I got to find an entry, you know, if I can hold that position, because I know based on the analysis, I know where the market's going to go. I just need right. to be able to wait it out. And a lot of people don't have the patience to wait it out. So, you know, and that that's kind of how my, my you know, the, my trading plan has kind of materialized from, you know, back when I first started where it was like, you know, catch 10, 15 pips and, and, and then, and then get out, you know, you know, now I'm. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that though. So when you, cause you have a military background mm -hmm. and to that already puts you in a phenomenal place as far as trading psychology to excel in this space. But when you, when you saw this opportunity in general, not I am specifically, but trading, what, what made you say, I want to trade? I feel like this is an avenue that I want to hone. This is a skill set I need. What made you I, want to trade? Well, I, I think I'll tell you right now, like the, and prior to joining IM, I had no trading experience ever. I mean, I hadn't even opened up like a, like a, an investment account. Um, I could tell you like back in my military days, we had like, you know, it's called a thrift savings plan. Most of the, you know, the federal government all has it where you just kind of, decide where you're going to put your 401k money in. Right. You know, I had no idea. Like it was just, you know, what's that, you know, where do I put it? The G fund, the I, all right, sounds good. I'll just do it. Uh, same thing, you know, same thing with like, you know, like deferred compensation plans. Right. No, no clue about where to put my money. Yeah. Um, so when, um, you know, when I was exposed to IM and I started seeing, you know, it kind of gave me, you know, and I was, I mean, how old was I three years ago? I don't know. I'm, I mean, I was like 37 years old. I'm not a young buck, right? So, um, you know, when I started, when I started 
you know, seeing what the potential was, you know, of understanding the market, I kind of took it as a challenge. I was like, oh, okay, you know, sounds good. Let me, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do. I wanted to put big boy pants on and learn how to invest. So that's yeah. what I thought it was, um, you know, and, you know, most people that know me know that I just don't do something, you know, half-ass. I don't do something, you know, just to, to get, you know, when, when I do something, when I commit to something, I do it a hundred percent. Yes. And, and that's kind of where, you know, the journey started and where, where I am today, it's, it's, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of hard work. I'm not going to say, you know, it was easy. Cause I, I tell people all the time learning to trade, especially learning to trade the way I did it um, was the hardest thing I've ever done. And why do you say that? Um, just the hours dedicated to it, but more the psychology dedicated to it. Um, you know, the hardest thing for me was learning that I had to lose, you know, hmm. um, my, my entire, my entire adult, you know, life has been, a, you know, has kind of evolved around a, you know, an ideology that if I lost, right, people got hurt. Um, and kind you're of, speaking to me right now. You know, I, so, yeah, right. I mean, that, that was the hardest thing for me was learning that one, it was okay to lose because one, it gave me information, but I knew I had to lose, right? Because I knew, and again, it goes, it, it, I mean, this, this is like just like a first, you know, a full circle because it goes back to, you know, how I developed my, my journaling techniques because I just wanted the data, like the analytical data that I can get out of my trading, you know, patterns gave right. me the information that, okay, you know what? I know I'm going to lose 50% of the trades. So even to this day, like when, you know, especially when I'm talking on, on like, you know, on Tuesday night Zooms and stuff like that, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell people, I go, listen, you know, if it hits my stop loss, it hits my stop loss. That's, that's, I know that I'm going to lose five out of 10 trades. You know, it's, it's those five that I'm going to lose if I can reduce the risk exposure to it. And mm -hmm. then the five that I'm winning, you know, are the ones that I, I know I need to, you know, get good positions in and I need to make sure that I'm catching the RR that I need to do, but I know I'm going to lose those five trades. And, you know, so you know, when, when I go back and I identify why I lost the trade, you know, there's some times where I'm like, listen, everything was perfect. You know, I took the trade, I lost it. That's chalk it up. One of the five, you know, so once I got over that hump of, of understanding that I had to lose that trade, yes. you know, trading, honestly, the stress level of trading just got cut in half. Um, and then from there it's, you know, you know, there's, there's other little things that I, I started to implement, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of people take, in my opinion, take trading as, you know, they still, even though, it, you know, people say, well, you know, trading is not gambling, you know, they still do, you know, they, they, they don't invest in it, you know, from a psychology, from a, uh, even from like a business sense, you know, like for right. me, this is my, this is my job, you know, I, right. you know, and I talk about this, like, you're right. never going to see me trading from my phone at the club, um, <laughs> you know, loud music. No, listen, I have, I call it my command center, right? My office, I have all my monitors. I have my computers. I have my, 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 my whiteboard. I have my notes, right. you know, when I wake up in the morning and, and I'm going through how I'm going to be setting up my, you know, my work day, essentially, you know, I have my office hours. Um, I come in, I do a quick, quick review of what I've been looking at for the week. I already yeah. have in my, you know, I look at my board. I already know what, what pairs I'm in, you know, where my next partial out area is. I know mm -hmm. what, what positions I'm looking to potentially get into. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, I don't just wake up 
look at my phone. I'm like, oh, this looks like it's in a, you know, I'm going to take this trade. No, I already have all of that, you know, in, especially for people that played sports. This right. is the easiest way to relate to it. You know, it's like walking in the locker room. You look at the big whiteboard, you know, you know, the X's and O's, you know, who's covering what, put, you know, positions, you know, what plays are, are that. That's exactly how I take trading. You know, I have a game plan. You know, obviously everything derives from my trading plan. From there, you know, the work I do last week, right? Let's take, for instance, the work I did last week is what the preparation is for this week. Um, you know, I just don't, I just don't get on my computer, start marking up a chart and said, oh, okay, you know what, I'm going to take this trade right now. No, right. Every, everything is formulated from, you know, the, the entire trade idea, you know, so, okay, you know, top down analysis, I'm bullish on this pair. All right. So where, where are my points of interest? Boom. Here's my points of interest. Set my alert. When we come into that point of interest, that's when I start looking. You know, that's when I start, I, you know, coming up with the, you know, the, the trade plan. Okay, so this is where I'm going to get in. This is my risk. Here's where I'm going to partial out. You know, I know what my lot, sales, lot sizes are. Get in. And if the trade hits stop loss, guess what? I journal it, figure out maybe did I, find, did I see something wrong? If I right. saw something wrong, you know, make sure I don't make the mistake again. If I didn't see anything wrong, guess what? It's one of the five that I was going to lose anyway. And then just, you know, if obviously if I do get into profits, you know, partial out. You know, my, my motto is partial out, partial offer, you know, take your partials, you know, get to the positions where you're going to go and then, you know, let price do its thing. You know, I'm Would you say that that's what your intent for Sunday is to do your weekly analysis for the upcoming week? So ideally, um, that's what it, it started out as. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Sunday, Sundays is my day to, you know, kind of look at the market and see, you know, okay, what's the game plan for this week? Um, my journal, my journal over the last year has told me, you know, and I, and I still do it for the betterment of everybody in the community, but I'll tell you right now, I, I don't do all my markups on Sunday. Uh, Monday <clears> mornings now is when I get up in the, you know, in the morning, listen, again, I, I, I live on the East coast. Uh, so I get up, you know, a lot of you guys know, like sometimes like six fifty-five, seven, seven thirty, 7, I'll get up and I'll start my day by going through the charts. All right. So what am I looking at for the week? Um, and of course, you know, the, the way my trading plan, I designed my trading plan was, you know, I, I always review on Fridays, Fridays, I, I don't like to get into trades. You know, I always give myself up until about nine 30 in the morning. And then after that, I shut down my trading and it's journal time. Um, so I spend for the most part, the entire Friday, um, reviewing all my trades from the week, uh, putting them into my journal, you know, um, marking up the, you know, all my all the uh, the charts that I needed for the journal. Um, and then Sunday, Monday, you know, sometimes even Tuesday morning is where I'm starting to really kind of come up with a game plan. All right, what do I want to do for this week? What mm. pairs are on my primary watch list, which are going to be just put on my secondary? Um, do I have enough to set some pending orders yet? Um, mm. So, you know, organization is probably, and this is something I really preach to a lot of the guys that I mentor is organization by far is, top on my list for mm. being being consistent and being successful because if you if you don't have that organization you you literally start the day over from zero um, <laughs> where you know every morning like i said every morning i can come in i already know on my trading view i already know what's on my primary watch list because it's mm. it's listed what's on the secondary do i have any pendings you know i have you know a a board that i keep track of you know essentially what trades i'm in where the next partial areas are um, and then I have, you know, I, I, I'm a big Apple person, so I have my iPad right in front of me. You Team know, Android. Have, 
<laughs> I have my notes app. You know, I have my notes app, and you know, I like it because it it's cross it's it, it's a cross platform, so I can use it on my phone. I can look it on my iPad. I can look it on my MacBook. Look it on my computer. Um, hmm. And you know, I already have all the notes written out for the week. And you know, all right, so guess what? Your odds going off. Okay, so now you know what was I looking at your odd? Why am I looking at it? Just you know, I already have that refresher every morning when I wake up before I jump on the charts. Right. Um, you know, and again, it's all that organization, you know, understanding, you know, to, for me, that organization is what helps me keep up with the daily demands of trading. Um, and then, you know, obviously, if you can reduce your stress from being organized, mm -hmm. you know, now that less stress allows you to have a really clean mind going into, you know, okay, what do I see in the charts? Um, right. You know, there's, there are times, I'll tell you right now, there are times where, you know, I may have to, and, and you know, I, I've gotten this from multiple people where I have to just walk away sometimes, come back with a fresh set of eyes. And I'm like, all right, you know, am, am I seeing this right? Does this make sense? Um, right. Because, you know, your, your, your brain really does a, a, a really good job of tricking you sometimes, you know, <laughs> and, um, you know, the more times you can, the more times you can dedicate to like journaling, the more times you can dedicate to understanding, you know, where you go wrong sometimes really helps develop the, you know, the, the, the mindset to not allow yourself to get tricked into some trades, you know, cause that, that was my biggest problem early on. You know, I, mm -hmm. you know, especially those of you guys that trade Wyckoff, you know, oh, okay, you see an accumulation on a five minute chart. Oh, well, I'm going to take the buy, not knowing that, you know, well, why am I looking for a buy when we're bearish and that accumulation I know is going to turn into a redistro. Right. Yeah. Let me just take the sell off the redistro. So, yeah. What would you say are some of your necessities for being organized? I, I know it's taking you two and a half years. Well, not taking you two and a half years, but you've arrived at this point for making small modifications along the way. But what is now a non-negotiable for you as far as being organized before you start trading? Um, well, I mean, I'll tell you this. I think it's um, well, I can definitely tell you this, that one of my rules is you'll never see me run to my computer and put an order limit in, right? Uh, there's no rush. For me, if, if I didn't have the setup already planned out, um, I'm not taking the trade. You know, now I'm not saying that if someone throws in that, and that's a great thing about the community that, you know, that I'm in. You know, someone throws a trade a trade idea out there, you know, a chart that I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't seen that. You know, that's actually a really good, you know, point of view. I like it. I like that setup. I'll still do the due diligence and, you know, go through my check down procedures to see, okay, does it meet qualification for an entry for me? And then if it does, I'll take the entry. But one of the things that as far as like organization, you know, you know, again, I'm not waking up in the morning, looking at a chart for the first time and taking a trade. No, right. I'm waking up in the morning. I'm looking, okay, have my alerts gone off? What alerts have gone off? Hmm. You know, AJ went off. Okay. I was looking for this on AJ. Am I in my point of interest? Yes. Perfect. You know, so, you know, to get to that point, I would have had to have done the work yesterday or last week or last month on mm -hmm. AJ. Um, you know, a, a, here's a great example. The Euro odd trade that I took the buy on last week uh, mm -hmm. was from the middle of May. That that mm -hmm. work had been done in the middle of May. Um, you know, those screenshots were already put into my folder, just waiting on price to come back into that area. So, wow. you know, from an organizational standpoint, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you right now, like if I, just, just to spitball here, if I open up my, 
my folder where I keep screenshots on trades that I'm waiting on. I have 2,273 charts that have been screenshotted. Um, I mean, going back probably to like January. Um, and that's just stuff that, that I've just, that I've just been waiting on, you know, now, you know, I don't just delete charts because they don't, you know, you know, I'll, I'll delete the chart if the mm -hmm. trade is now invalidated, you know, and I'll go through and I'll clean it out. Um, but for the most part, you know, especially because I deal a lot with lower time frame points of interest, you know, you that may part. not, you, yeah, you may not have the data, you know, so a great example, like on the one minute chart right. from Euro odd back in May, I had the information, you know, I had that information that I knew exactly where I was going to take the trade from, where my risk was going to be. So I was able to narrow down from a one to four hour time frame. I was able to narrow down to a five pip stop loss. You know, wow. so when you can trade, when you can trade off the four hour off as a, mm -hmm. off a swing move with the five pip stop loss. Yeah. I mean, five pips, like I know, I know a joke about it where like six pips for me is like pushing it. That's, that's a, that's a pretty big stop loss. But right. if I, if I can take an entry from a four hour time frame with a five pip stop loss on Euro odd where, you know, like, you know, I would say the most, you know, average person is probably going to be taking ever from a 25 to a 50 pip stop loss. My R to R has just exponentially increased, you know, and that's for me, again, what the goal is, you know, less trades, you know, um, less trades, higher risk to reward. Um, so if I can take, you know, if I can take a trade, um, you know, once a week, that's my goal, you know, um, right now, I'm probably averaging, I don't know, like 10, 12 trades a month. Um, a month. Bet, yeah, a month. Yeah. So and that's I mean, you know, I may I may get, you know, uh, like this week, Euro odd, I, I had actually had two positions, right? Um, you know, because everyone, you know, I, I like the 15 80% of a candle. So I'll yeah. split the risk 1580. Um, out of that 1580, that's still one position. It just means that, you know, I just split the risk on it. So but yeah, you know, 10, 10 to 12 trades a month is, is mm -hmm. probably what I get. I mean, I, I would say like on a really high end, uh, I mean, no more than 20 trades is what I'm taking in a month. Um, and again, quarter percent risk. So at the most, you know, on a, on a, you know, say I, I take the 10 trades, the most I'm going to risk a month is two and a half percent, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, you know, the average that I'm looking at, you know, there's some months where, you know, I get low, like 10, 12% profit every month. Um, you know, there's some, I mean, I think February that's was good like, for some people. <laughs> no, it is. And, and, and here's the thing, right? So, and, and I know you talked about it earlier, um, yeah. You know, you, you open up your account with $250, right? 10% isn't, isn't going to break the bank, right? 10% isn't going to allow you to leave your full-time job. Right. Um, but if you have the ability and you have the consistency to trade for a prop firm, you know, some of these prop firms are, are allowing up to a million-dollar accounts. You know, you can work yourself up to a million-dollar account. Listen, 10% on a million dollars is a pretty good month. That's a nice so, month. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. and that's, that's, you know, there's, I mean, I can, I can talk all day about like the benefits of a, of a prop firm. Um, in my that's opinion, actually what I wanted to get into okay. with yeah, you. Yeah. So uh, of course I heard you and Mike, Mike and Mike speaking about FTMO for the first time. So I sort of reintroduced that concept to my friends. Like, Hey, here's funding. If you put up a little bit of capital, as long as your risk reward is good, you can have a substantially larger account to scale up faster and hit some of your goals, you know? No, absolutely. And, and so for me, there's, there's a couple advantages to prop firms, right? Um, I'll tell you right now, 
I, I have my biggest fear in trading, right, is that and, and, you know, my biggest fear in trading is to have a large account, you know, seven, eight figure account in an offshore broker who a lot of them are unregulated and yeah. wake up and I can't log into my account. And then I, you know, most of these places don't have a phone number that you can call. So right. when, when my broker is in the middle of a Caribbean island and I can't access my account, who do I call? You know, Ghostbusters. Uh, that, right. You know, so that's, that's my biggest problem, right? That's my biggest issue, my biggest fear. So, right. you know, me personally, I ended up moving all of my accounts from overseas and I use Awanda, right? Um, I use Awanda. Yeah. I used to use Forex.com. Um, I'll tell you right now, it sucks. It's horrible. I complain about it all the time because I only right. have, as, as a U.S. resident, you only have a one to 50 leverage, right? Right. So, you know, right. and for me, margin comes into play a lot, um, especially because, you know, you're taking these really tight entries. Right. Um, and, you know, luckily, and that's part of the decision why I went to a quarter percent because I'm a, I can take these entries on a quarter percent and not be affected too much by margin. Um, you know, but the spreads on a, you know, on a Wanda are horrible. You know, I mean, there's some, some things I can like, trade, like horrible. EN. What's so horrible? On e EN, the spread can be anywhere from four to six pips. Where on a prop firm, EN is roughly right around a pip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there, that's one of the reasons why I trade a prop firm, right? Because I can trade some of these instruments that I normally can't trade on a Wanda. Being a U.S. resident, I can't trade CFDs, so I can't trade U.S. 30, SPX, I can't trade gold. Um, so what I ended up doing was I use FX Choice. Um, most people, if you're a U.S. resident, you can't use them anymore because they stopped accepting U.S. residents. But I've been with FX Choice going on three years now, so I use them for just my CFDs, you know, my indices, my, my metals, and my commodities. Um, they're a regulated broker, um, and I I have a personal um, I have a personal top out amount that I allow in that account because it's still an overseas account. So, what do you mean personal top out amount? Yeah, so like when I reach a certain number, uh, I just withdraw it, and I always keep a certain number of, of money in that account. Um, gotcha. You know, I yeah. So you know, and, and it's okay. You know, it's 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 enough that you know, for me to take trades on that account, it's still beneficial. You know, I still get really good returns on it, but mm -hmm. it's also that, you know, if tomorrow FX choice decides they're going to close up shop and I have to call the Belize government to find out where my money is, you know, I, I, I can accept the fact that I'm going to get stonewalled and someone's just going to tell me you're out of luck, you know? So, yeah. you know, at least with Awanda, you know, they're backed by financial uh, institution. They're, they're also, you know, under the purview of the SEC, um, right. you know, and, you know, being in the U.S., it's still insured up to the 250000 You know, obviously everything over that's not insured, but, you know, if yeah. you have, but if you have, I'll tell you right now, you have $5 million in your bank, FDIC is only insuring it for 250 So, right. but, it, but at least there's, a, you know, there's, there's more regulation in the U.S. So, you know, that's, that's why, I have, you know, because it's at least peace of mind. I would rather have peace of mind than, you know, just one day wake up and, you know, my Mickey Mouse broker who gave me a one to 500 leverage closed up shop, you know, so. What would you say then, because it sounds like you do trade actively multiple different accounts. How is that 
when it comes to management of that many open accounts and trades, are you using a trade copier or are you physically going each and every account and duplicating? Yes. Or? Yeah. So I try to trade copier and the problem is that it, it was actually more work for me because most brokers, right? Every broker uh, has a different liquidity provider. So where Awanda, my entry might be, you know, let's just say 1.500. On FTMO, it might be 1.4999. On, you know, on FX Choice, it may be a different, you know, a different price point. Now, they're, they're all pretty similar, but, you know, especially with the entries I'm taking, one, two, three pipettes may be the difference between me catching a one to 100 and me catching a zero to nothing. You know, right. so what I ended up doing, um, you know, we uh, one of the guys that uh, is in the group with us, uh, mm -hmm. he found this really cool uh, position size calculator that's built in that has a uh, an AI in it that you can run positions. Um, so what I end up doing is, you know, I put in the credentials uh, onto my MT5 for the trade, you know, entry, stop loss and all my multiple take profits. I can set the limit on one account. When I click over to the next account, that data is still there. And all I have to do is just move the little line for my entry, my stop loss to line up with the candle on that particular price point. So is that a, a paid bit, or a free? No, 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 it's free. Yeah, it's free. Um, if, uh, if every, you know, for those that are in the Aporia group, um, you know, it's shared in there. And if, if not, uh, if you jump on like my Tuesday Zoom session, People, somebody always asks for it, and we just drop it in there. So it's it's a website, um, but uh, yeah, it's is that the Earn Forex calculator? Or it's a different one. No, it's that one. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that's that's what we use, um, and it's it's. I would say for me to click through all four of my accounts to set mm -hmm. limits, I do it in under five minutes. So, and again, most of my entries. You know, well, I'd say like 99% of my entries are not market execution. They're limit orders. So it's hmm. not like I'm pressed for time. Right. Because you're waiting for price to get to a certain area. So you're not pressed to market execute. Yeah. Yep. So I think a good follow-up question to that, since you mentioned MT5, almost everyone onboarded into this space is told to download MT4. But in my own personal research, I've been trying C-Trader and MT4, MT5. For yourself, I'm sure you've tried probably every trading platform out there. Why do you prefer MT5 as opposed to MT4 or other alternatives? So I can tell you, C-Trader is a pretty, pretty cool uh, platform. The problem with C-Trader is if you're a U.S. resident, you cannot use, uh, you can't use C-Trader because none, none of the brokers that take U.S. residents allow you uh, to use C-Trader. Um, <laughs> I know if you go with some of the prop firms, I know um, like FTMO, you can use C-Trader. Um, the prop firm I trade for, like uh, the prop trading group, uh, they are strictly MT5. So, you know, it's all it's all broker dependent. If you look up, I think C-Trader only holds, I think something like 12 brokers is what they, they have on their platform. Hmm. Um, now, MT4 and MT5 for me is like night and day. Um, MT4, if you just Google it, I think the last time MT4 was updated was like 2003. <laughs> MT5, MT5 still gets regularly updated. So there's a lot more, uh, like as far as speed and efficiency, MT5 is by far way faster than MT4. Um, and uh, it allows just, uh, you know, there's, there's so many more scripts that you can run, um, you know, on MT5 that, 
that MT4 just doesn't allow. Um, mm-hmm. So for people that like to, to, you know, have scripts run, you know, per- perfect example, like that, uh, that earn 4x position size calculator, you can use it on both. Um, but the, the efficiency and the speed is just so much quicker on MT5. So I prefer MT5. Uh, like I said, it's just, it's constantly being, being updated where MT4, you know, there, there is no, there is no update. I mean, you can Google. Yeah, that thing said. feels like Windows 95. It doesn't feel like 2003. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, someone, someone's posting in there, like the, the time frames. Yeah. I mean, there's, so, you can, you can look from a one to a 10 minute candle on MT5. You can look, you know, there's just multiple, multiple time frames. So it, there's just so many more scripts that you're allowed to import on it. So, and that's, that's, the, that's why I like MT5. Got you. Um, So I want to sort of transition a little bit into some of the things that surround trading. What would you say your ideal or your optimal week is when your routine is all the way together? Like you have this many hours dedicated to trading, you go and have some work-life balance with your family. So, yeah, as far as trading, um, you know, my, my journal tells me that, and again, if you can capture the analytical data, it'll really start to build your, you know, your office hours, right? So for me, uh, I know that Thursdays and Fridays are my biggest trading days. That's where I get Thursdays, Fridays, New York session are my biggest trading days. So, you know, typically Monday is, you know, not a trading day for me, unless, you know, something has come into a previous week's point of interest. And, you know, most of you guys know, like I, if it's not giving me a type one schematic, uh, in my point of interest on a Monday or Tuesday, I'm not taking it. Uh, so Mondays and Tuesdays are typically, um, you know, kind of dead days for me. Uh, you know, if, if alerts aren't going off, uh, I'm not sitting at my desk uh, for, <laughs> for trading purposes. Um, you know, Wednesdays is really when I kind of start to ramp into, all right, you know, let's look at some price action. Let's look at what price is doing. Uh, are we in points of interest? Um, and I'm a, I'm a strictly a New York trader. Um, you know, my days of waking up at three o'clock in the morning for London session have, have been done over. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. Um, and, and again, my journal told me I didn't have to, you know, I started, you know, I started looking at the data and I'm like, well, listen, you know, I'm, I'm making, you know, I think at, at, at one point it was something like I was, I was making 12% for the year during London session. And it was like 88% during New York. So I was like, well, why, why am I waking up for that? Um, you know, and, uh, you know, so Thursdays and Fridays, I wake up a little early. You know, I set my alarm for like 536 uh, to make sure I'm on the charts because typically I start to see, you know, price building schematics prior to New York session. Um, you know, so that's I just want to be prepared for it. Um, and then, you know, like I said, Monday, Tuesdays are dead days and I'm off the charts. I'm done. I'm not looking for any more positions past 2 p.m. Um, you know, during the, during the week. Um, and on Fridays, you know, like I said, Fridays, I get up early. If I'm not in a position by nine, nine fifteen, nine thirty, um, I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'll, I'll close up shop and, and, you know, do my journals, uh, and then just start preparing for the next week. How deep into New York are you trading? Are you trading the entirety of the New York session or just the early part of it? So, um, you know, I call it like the lunchtime reversal, um, especially if you trade indices, like right around like noon is when all, all the New York traders go to lunch, right? So it goes on the, you know, it goes on to the algorithms. And I'm, I'm pretty much, like I said, I'm done by that. You know, if, if price doesn't give me, you know, if I'm not looking at a point of interest, 
uh, and we're nowhere near it, yeah, I'm I'm done by lunchtime. So I give it, you know, I get a, I give it a solid four or five hours of trading. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not taking a lot of positions. You know, I mean, realistically, like I said, I mean, it's it's on average I'm looking at 10, 15 trades a month. Uh, you know, so you know, if if you re really break it down, I mean, that's maybe one or two positions a day that I trade because I'm not looking for positions on Mondays and Tuesdays. So that gives right. me Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, um, and of course, you know, there's there's, you know, some positions that I'm just not on the charts for that hit my, you know, my limit orders, because if I have enough, if my confirmations are met, you know, I set the limit. And, and that's and then, you know, price is either going to trigger me in or it's not. So. So you really only trade when you think about it like that. If Thursday, Fridays are your best day, you're strictly a New York trader. You're really maybe trading a max of eight hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not much for me to be like, I, I'll tell you right now, I spend more time on the charts doing like the homework preparing for the trade. And of course the after effects, you know, cause in one, um, you know, let's just say in, in one position that goes from entry to my final take profit, mm -hmm. you know, I may have, you know, and, and let's just say hypothetically, um, you know, let's say that the trade is two weeks in, in duration. In those mm -hmm. two weeks, I may have anywhere from 50 to 70 slides that I've compiled out of it, how I've partialed out, how I've looked at price action. Because for me, it's not just, you know, get in the entry and, oh, let's just wait for it to go to take profit. For me, it's right. following the trade along the way. Now, it doesn't mean I'm glued to my computer. It just means that, all right, so what are we doing during New York, New York session? Where's our Asian highs and lows? You know, where's, where have we broken structure? Where's our, you know, where's our supply? Where's our demand points, you know, and then, you know, potentially if I can work another entry in great. Um, if I can't, you know, it just, it is what it is, but I still want to get to the, you know, I want to be able to understand how we're getting up there, you know, cause if there's something that tells me, you know, well now price is kind of falling apart, you know, you know, maybe I need to close the trade or maybe I need to at least, you know, take some more partials. So, you know, that, that in itself is, is pretty tedious, you know, because you're, you're dealing, again, you're dealing with like 50 to 70 trade uh, slides, you know, from the trades and those slides have to be now inputted into my journal. You know, I, I always like to do a case study where I'll put everything to a PDF and, you know, the important data gets printed out into my journal books. The rest of it gets put into my, um, you know, like I have a, a, a like a Dropbox uh, for all of my trades and that gets put in there so I can always go back and refresh and look at how price kind of did its thing. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. I will say that also was very notable when I watched you and Mike's interview that you opened up, I believe it was your cat, JPY case study that you did and you were just flipping through slides and all of the file names were the as y'all know if, if y'all do trade on trading view when you take a snapshot um it gives you a random series of letters <coughs> sometimes numbers and it, that saves it as your file name so when you opened up your file for cad jpy i just saw <laughs> multiple screenshots of different entries pre-trade trade activation trade management partials closure yep. that's impressive yeah. And you mentioned you have a picture of every trade you've ever taken. Um, not ever taken, but since I started yeah. journaling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I journal for me. If if I'm gonna take a trade, uh it's gotta get journaled. So it keeps I'll tell you right now, my my journaling like etiquette keeps me from over trading. Because if I don't have the time to if I know, you know, I'm not gonna have the time to journal, 
then right. I know I'm not going to have time to trade because I have to journal everything. I have to do, you know, the pre, the, the, the pre screenshots, I have to do the during and then the after. So, you know, for people like I, I would say when I, you know, before I got into white off and smart money, I used to trade just like zones, like break and retest. And, right. you know, I was, I was honestly, I was successful with it, but man, I had to work for it. You know, I was taking, I was taking like 30, 40 trades a week and, mm -hmm you know, imagine having to journal 30 to 40 trades a week. Um, that to me, you know, that, that's, that's why I, I said, you know, I wanted to work smarter, not harder. And, you know, the way, like I said, the way I journal really keeps me from over trading and taking too many entries because, you know, listen, it, it, you get, I, and this is something I know a lot of people can relate to that have like followed how I journal and how I teach it. Um, you know, eventually you get sick and tired of losing trades because it's not because you've lost money. It's because the time now it's going to take you to journal those stupid trades, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that for me was, you know, why, when I started like building the way I wanted to journal, that's something I knew, like my personality, the way I, the way I attack things. Um, mm -hmm. I knew that if I make it so tedious um, and so intricate that it's going to keep me from one, taking stupid trades and two from, from taking, you know, from taking too many trades. So, yeah. So that's something that I also wanted to commend you for, because I actually send your, that YouTube video of your trade journal setup. I send that to most people when entering this space, because I just love how organized you are about it. I think that's phenomenal. Plus in that spreadsheet, you have a built in metric to tell you what's your best pair, what's your best day, what's your best, you know, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Um, in addition, I want to back up a second. I was jotting down some things. What's been your relationship with the trading algorithm in general? Do you feel like you're cracking the code or you just show up? And... So I, I'll tell you this. And, and, you know, I credit, you know, one of my mentors who really kind of like opened up my eyes to this. Um, you know, when it comes to the, like the algorithms, the the reason that these algorithms are or the reason that Wyckoff theory in itself is so so influential because of the way that these algorithms work it's simply because you know a computer is repetitive right so the ai that these you know institutional traders use uh to to ultimately to, to position themselves into you know buys and sells is uh is is Honestly, it's, it's really easy. Like I remember actually, you know, I remember one day where me and my trading partner had just spent probably and and the preparation to get to where I was to, to, you know, to, to present day was I would spend, I don't know, 40, 50 hours a week on a zoom call with my trading partner back testing and just back testing and back testing and, and implementing the, not, not so much the strategy, right. But implementing the rules that I needed for confirmation to get into trades. And I just, I remember one day where, you know, I, I got off the zoom and I said, you know, it was, it was like one of those aha moments where I was like, I, I, I think we've, we've got it. I think we figured it out. I think we know now, you know, and it was, it, it, again, it wasn't just one piece. It was everything, you know, like, you know, people still to this day ask me like, you know, why do you take 50 or 80% of a candle? And I'm like, man, you just got to back test that. I mean, it was something that when I looked through and, and I've got a, a bookshelf over here of three, six, seven of seven, four inch binders full of trade setups that I've printed out. 
And, you know, when you start to see two, 3,000 individual trades that are coming into those 80 and 50%, um, you know, it's just one of those ahas, like, you know, okay, so the algorithm's like 50 and 80s. Sounds good. You know, check. We put that one in there. You know, um, you know, the whole thing on smart money concepts where, okay, you know, it needs to mitigate imbalances. Okay. You know, look, shoot, computer just came in and, and, and mitigated this imbalance. So all of those things, when you start to add up like the totality of everything is what my trading plan and, and the way I attack the market is really the foundation of, you know, um, it's just not one reason, you know, and again, you know, this is something I learned from Zach McDonald was, you know, confluence, like, you know, why, why do you take the trade out of there? Because, you know, because the, the universe kind of gave me, you know, 37 different time frames that told me to take it out of here. So guess what? I mean, we have confluence here. So I'm going to take the trade. I wanted to ask you about that because of the, the some of the Sunday sessions, I've seen you flip through what are seemingly random time trades. And I know you say you're looking for that specific area of sensitivity that price is pulling back to. But I've seen you on the 330 minute, <laughs> the, I've seen you on the 15 second. Like, what what sort of your thought process or your do you have a system for that? Or you just start searching. So, I mean, honestly, I I obviously I'm so what I'm looking for is I'm looking for the most voluminous candle, right? Because that, vol that, that full volume candle tells me where the trader initiated the sell to buy or the buy to sell candle. So I know that if their sell position is up at the top here, their buy position is at the bottom. Now I know I, I have a range that I can play from. Um, how do I get to those candles? Honestly, I have no clue. Um, there's sometimes... <laughs> So, you know, like, obviously, it's, it's a little bit of math, you know, like you, you're, you're on a five minute time frame and you see four right. candles that encompass the spring, right? So, okay, I'm going to jump to the 20 minute. And then from there, I start playing around, um, you know, so, you know, it's, I mean, I, I can tell you, there's a lot of people that have gotten really good at finding those candles. Um, because, you know, we'll, I'll be on a zoom call and someone will be like, yeah, okay, check the 319 minute. Boom. Yep. There it is. 319 minute. Um, but but it is i mean it, it is it's it to me that is a very very important part of my trading because i i, I want to make sure that you know and, and you know yeah it's 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 always gratifying to catch you know like the the sniper entry where you have like little drawdown right uh, i mean that and to me that's that's that is pretty nice you know but it's not that the sniper entry is important what it is it's if i can if i can get the smallest stop loss possible right? Yeah. Um, that's the goal. So if I know that this is the, the, the most risk that I can put on here is, you know, I mean, I, I took, I don't remember when it was maybe like two, three months ago, the, the, the lowest time frame trade I've ever taken in my life was a one second time frame, And it was a US 30 one second time frame that I threw a couple dollars at. Um, and yeah, it was, it was something like a two point stop loss, two points on, on US 30, where, you know, so that, you know, and it was a great, it was a great trade. I mean, and like I said, yeah. if the, the, the risk to reward on it was something stupid. I mean, it was, I don't remember what, I think in, in the, in the New York session, it went for like a one to 160 or something like that, but you, you don't need to risk a lot of money on that trade. Right. Um, you no. know, so even, you know, I mean, think about it, you, you risk a dollar, you made 160 bucks on it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I mean, I, I, I printed that one out. I have it saved because it, it was the lowest time frame I've ever taken, you know, and, and 
you know, I, I used to, I, I got a couple second looks because no one saw the S after the one. They thought it was just like a one minute time frame because it was just so clean. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it is, you know, if, if price is doing something, you know, we talked about like price being fractal, you know, if price is doing something on the one hour, guess what? It's doing the same thing on the one second, you know, as long as I you hear that you know, so much, how, yeah. so how do you train your eye or your brain to make that sort of correlation? I know it's hours on the chart. You'll just see it by doing the homework, but literally yeah. knowing that the one second is doing what the higher time frame is, or it's building what the higher time frame is going to look like. How do you, so, Okay, here and, and here's a perfect example, right? Like that one second US 30 trade wasn't because of what I saw in the one second, right? It was what I saw on the daily. It's what I saw in the four hour. It's what I, you know, for me, I, I don't really focus in on the time frames, right? I, I focus in on like the structure points. So I have, I only have three like time frames. I have a higher time frame, an intraday, and a lower time frame. So, you know, the, 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 the basis of that trade was based off of everything I saw on my top-down analysis. So, mm -hmm. you know, where I saw an accumulation on the lower time frame, like in the five-minute range, you know, once we got a spring, I was like, all right, well, inside the spring, price is supposed to do what? Price, price is supposed to now, you know, engulf that spring, break structure, come back to mitigate, and alter the race as we go. Um, so I got down on the one – I got down, I think, on the one minute. You know, I started mm -hmm. to see a, a smaller micro – schematic playing out jumped on the 32nd i was like oh no there's there's it's even lower than that got onto the one second and i mean it was it was probably you know and i i you know i know people joke about it when i say it but it was it was definitely refrigerator worthy you know it was something you can print out put on your refrigerator for your mom to you know to show people when they come over that you know how clean that that schematic was um you know and it it honestly didn't even take any second guessing because you know, a schematic on the one second and a schematic on the one hour, the only difference between the two is what? Just time. That's it. So right. when you have when you have clean price action that tells you, you know, exactly what you're looking at. And of course, like, you, you know, you mentioned it's, it's time on the chart. Well, when right. I've seen the same thing play out five, six thousand times before that trade, you know, and I know that I have what I have a 50 50 shot at winning that trade. All right. Guess what? I'm going to take the trade. You know, it's, it's pretty simple. Like I've seen that play out so many times that, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the trade. There's no ifs, ands, or buts because it meets my confirmation. You know, now if it didn't meet my confirmation, you know, th then that's a different story. But, you know, I right. pull the trigger, you know, pull the trigger. If, if, if it meets your confirmations, it lines up with everything you're looking at, pull the trigger, you know. What's the best risk reward you've had to date? Um, so to date. The it was a chef JPY for one to two hundred and eighty seven is the, the the most I've had. So and it was actually two two separate positions. Um, you know, it was I caught it off the test of the spring and then I caught the LPS entry. Um and they went for one to two hundred and eighty seven. So I've gotten I've gotten pretty close to that uh, with some other trades, but yeah, that 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 by far is the 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 best two trades that I've had year to you know, you know, all time. So, and, and, you know, I, I mean, I've definitely had a couple nice one to one hundreds, you know, one to one fifties, one to two hundreds. Um, actually, I think, I think Mike Navarrete sent me a message the other day asking if I, if I had reached the one to 1000 yet. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, eventually I'll tell you right now, I, I'm getting to the point because when I first started trading Wyckoff theory, you know, I never, I never had the patience to hold a position 
mm. for, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, mm. um, you know, and now, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, it's nothing for me to hold a position for three months. So if I can get to the point where I can hold a position for six months, um, you know, that's when I can start getting to these really, really ridiculous risk to rewards, because I mean, think about it, one to 1000, you know, on a, on a 5,000 or on a five pip stop loss, that's 5,000 pips. So, I mean, think about how long price has to be, you know, in an upward trend or a downward trend to get to achieve that. In so, this news. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, so, but, you know, and of course, of course, you know, there's some, there's some pairs that definitely have the volatility to do that within a year. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that's the goal, you know, to, to, to really, you know, cause I'll tell you right now, you catch a one to 1000, right? Why waste your time? You know, you know, trading for me was all about what, you know, getting, you know, everyone says, you know, get away from that nine to five, get away from, you know, the, you know, working, you know, you know, ideally working for yourself is, is the goal. Right. And right. so if I can catch a one to 1000, right. That means that's less time I have to spend on the charts. You, you don't know, have to um, be on the charts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so I, you know, my, one of my biggest things that, you know, you, know, you talked about it earlier, listen, I, I, have, I have four kids, um, you know, we're, we're very involved in, you know, uh, competitive sports, you know, we're very involved in, you know, doing trips and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it does, I'm not going to say I don't spend a, a crap ton of hours on the computer. I do, you know, I do. It's, it's not as simple as, you know, like the, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the facade of, okay, you're, you're going to spend, you know, you're, you're going to trade four hours a week and that's it. No, I mean, I, I may only actively trade four hours a week, but I still give it 40, 50 hours a week of preparation of journaling, you know, of, uh, even, even little stuff like when, um, you know, when I'm at the gym or if I'm going for walks, you know, I, yeah, there's some times where I, I may need to, you know, throw out some music for inspiration to, to get me to lift some weights and stuff. But for the most part, it's all trading psychology stuff. You know, it's re-listening to Mark Douglas, you know, um, YouTube videos. It's, it's, you know, listening to, uh, you know, Jesse Livermore. It's listening to, you know, audiobooks that, you know, put me in the mindset of, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, there, I mean, there are some really good influential books out there, uh, you know, for personal development. Yeah. Um, but what I personally, you know, Mark Douglas for me, I always go back to Mark Douglas because, you know, personal development is one thing. I, listen, I, I'm, again, I'm a type A personality person. I don't need help in the confidence section, right? What I need help in is understanding, um, you know, human nature and how we are predetermined or predestined to, to take certain actions yeah. and incorporating that into trading. You know, again, the biggest thing I had overcome was knowing I had to lose trades, you know, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people, you know, it's in, it's in our nature not to lose, right? Nobody, nobody goes to a competitive game or, or goes into anything with the mindset, well, I'm just going to lose this, you know, no, we, you know, if you, especially if you, if you're putting money on the line, you know, your, your anticipation is that you're going to win, right? Hmm. And, and you're striving to win. So, you know, Mark Douglas does a really, really phenomenal job, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it sucks that he's no longer with us because, you know, he never really gave us any more, um, you know, of, of his intuition, of his knowledge, of his, of his, you know, mindset. Yes. Um, but it's, but it's awesome that it's, I mean, you can, you know, if you haven't done it, good on YouTube, you know, make sure that you're watching, you know, he's got a four part series, you know, just, um, you know, discipline trader, it's, it's phenomenal. 
You know, yes. I mean, um, that that stuff, I want to say, like, he, I read an article years ago um, that was made that, you know, he used to charge seven figures to some of these, you know, Morgan Stanley, you know, chase groups, you know, to traders to do seminars. And now you can go on YouTube and find it for free, you know, so. Yeah. Blessings. Yeah. Blessings. I even want to touch on that. So even more specifically, how when you first started trading and then you made that transition to saying, okay, I found my sweet spot of consistency, of discipline, of risk management. What were some of those things that you were employing to get there? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I will say this, that I think there's a, there's a huge disconnect traders have with, with reality, right? And what I mean by that is um, I knew, right? I knew that what my goal was, my goal was to do this full time, right? Um, it allows me one to work from home two to be, you know, you know, a, a allows me the flexibility of pretty much doing what I want to do. Um, so I knew I had a dollar amount. Right. I knew that, you know, I know from a budget perspective, I know what I need to make every month. Right. Um, and this goes not only with, you know, allowing yourself to be a full-time trader, but even, even going as far as, you know, we talked about prop firms earlier, going to the point where you're going to start taking prop firm challenges to trade their equity, you know, you want to find that consistency, right? So you want to be able to say, okay, so I know that I need to make X amount of dollars every month for me to be able to do this full-time, you know, and, and just don't think to yourself, okay, well, if I need $10,000 a month, I need to make $10,000 a month trading. No, because you want to be able to compound your, your, your account. So, you know, whatever that number is for you is, is something that you'll have to come up with. Um, right. And of course the consistency level, you know, um, for me, I knew that I, one, I wasn't going to rush it. You know, I think too many traders want to rush this process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would, I would say that I probably did not get into a, into a comfort zone of knowing exactly what the heck I was doing probably until like a year and a half in, you know, I mean, heck, I'll tell you right now, it took me a year and a half to learn that you put your, when you're entering positions that the spread gets accounted on the sell off the stop loss and on the buy in your entry price. Like, I, I, I mean, I can't believe no one ever taught me that, you know, and, you know, to this day, when I tell people that they're like, what, what do you mean this? What? So, you know, the, I mean, there's, and I still learn something every day. You know, I still am a student of what the market is doing. Again, you know, I talked about it earlier. Like my, my goal, even though I know I'll never achieve it, but my goal is to be the best trader I, you know, in the world. I know I'll never get there, but it doesn't keep me from putting the work in, from, you know, doing the preparation work, doing the work during a trade. And then the most important thing, the after the trade. Um, you know, because if I can learn, even though, you know, one of the things people always do, I think, is they always look at the trades that they lost and, and then that's it. For me, I look at the trades I lost because I can learn from those. But right. I also look at the trades I've taken. How can I have made that trade better? You know, what could I have done, you know, from a, a parceling out perspective, from a risk perspective? You know, could I have stacked orders here? Could I have maybe split risk and taking another entry here. You know, there's so many things that go into like the management of trades that is so important, yes. you know, yes. um, you know, it's, it's, it, it is, in my opinion, I think 
trade management is probably the hardest thing for people for people to really accomplish. You know, yeah. Um, it it comes to not only you know understanding the risk parameters, but okay, so if you know, and I talk about this on some of the zooms, you know, if if I'm risking two hundred fifty dollars on a trade, and I mm-hmm. reduce that risk to a hundred and fifty dollars, that means mm-hmm. now I have a hundred dollars that I can work with entering a second position if price gives me that that opportunity well okay i get that second position because now if if price ends up hitting stop loss i've only lost 250 bucks even though i've taken two positions but now if i can get those positions to break even i can work a third position now and give it a full 250 dollars. so where those three positions may be different risk parameters at the end mm-hmm. i'm only going to lose 250 dollars. but now i've just tripled the r to r that i could potentially get you know so you know people you know and and obviously it's easier like when you write it out on the chart and you kind of do it but like when i go through back tests with with people and we're breaking it down and we're we're showing okay so you know you take this trade here you can move this position here you can move your stop loss here that gives you this x amount of dollars that you can now put in towards this position you can do this position okay so you know we've just partialed out you've taken one percent profit and you know do you want to maybe reinvest that half percent in here so you know, why do I, why do I trade off the higher time frame? Well, because, you know, and, and I've done this before where, you know, if you are counter trend trading, you know, your, your, your risk to reward is going to be way less than if you're pro trend trading. And, you know, you know, I did a whole thing where, you know, if you take 10 trades in a buy position that in a bullish market, why are you closing out at certain areas when just, just hold it till you get to a new, you know, daily high, a new higher time frame high. Uh, but all of that, you know, all of that is is pretty much, I, I would say, the most integral part of trading. And it, it really allows you to uh, to get the consistency, but more importantly, that, that equity curve. You know, that's that's how I'm able to really, you know, make the profits that I'm able to do because, you know, you're incorporating all of that into you know, essentially into the strategy. Yeah. That's amazing. So the, even some of those nuggets, I'm over here. John, I'm so glad I'm gonna have a replay up because the the spread thing, I could literally have such a good entry and then just get wicked out, wicked out just through the spread. Right. So yep. thank you for that nugget. Yeah. Yep. What would you say is something that you do to help maintain your work life balance if you are spending still that amount of time compiling charts, back testing, forty to fifty hours a week is still a lot. No, I mean, it is, it is. Um, I could tell you, I mean, my wife, my wife will definitely attest to it that, I mean, there's some times where, um, especially during the week, um, you know, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very testing. Um, I, I am fortunate enough that, you know, like my kids are homeschooled, so they're always home. Um, and weekends for me are, you know, there's, there's no trading done. There's no, there, there's nothing, you know, other than, you know, maybe just catching up on some last, you know, last minute work that I need to finish, mm-hmm. you know, Saturdays, Sundays, you know, like I said, I, I really don't do much, uh, you know, Sundays I, I jump on that one call, you know, Sunday afternoon with Sam. Um, but that's it, you know, and, and really I'm not, um, I'm not putting much time um, you know, I'll say, you know, Friday afternoon until Monday is, is the weekend for me. There's, there's, you know, uh, from a psychological standpoint, you know, I'm checked out, you know, I'm not looking, I'm not worrying about, you know, trading, you know, I'm not doing crypto stuff, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's allowing myself to recharge. 
Um, and then, you know, for me, it's game on Wednesday through Friday, you know, Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday morning to Friday morning, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's my, that, that's my, you know, those are truly my office hours. That's when I'm giving 100% dedication, you know, to my, to my, to my job, you know, to understanding, okay, what the market's doing and stuff. Um, the, the other thing is, you know, I talked about office hours, you know, have, have office hours, you know, um, you know, people will send me charts, you know, and, and I know people are going to laugh at this, but, you know, don't send me a chart during Asian session and say price is accumulating. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't care. Um, you know, I think I've seen you do something called the Asian delete where you yep. just get rid of Asian session altogether. Asian hideout tool. Yes. The Asian hideout tool. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, you know, I don't wake up, I don't wake up for London session, you know, I'm not saying that there's not entries during London, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't wake up anymore early for it because I know uh, I don't need to catch every pip in the market. I don't need to catch every trade. Right. Um, you know, for me, it's, you know, what trades are around when I'm personally on the charts, you know, so if I've missed three trades, whatever, I mean, I know there's going to be another setup. I know, you know, the market, you know, everyone talks about the market being fruitful. Absolutely. Listen, the, there's, there's a position to take any, any minute of the day. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, um, I don't, I don't need to catch all of them. You know, for me, one trade a week, if I can catch one trade that goes to my take profit, that is all I need, you know, because that trade will be a one to 50, a one to 60, a one to 100, you know, um, you know, like I said, my, my personal goal every month is, is only 10%, you know, uh, I'm not looking for, you know, a 50% gain. I'm not looking to flip accounts. I'm not, you know, I don't need to, 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 especially, you know, again, going back to prop firms, you know, if you don't have the equity to start off with a large account, you know, mm -hmm. that's, listen, why, why not trade a prop firm, you know, right. have that equity, you know, a 10% payout on, on, on a small prop firm account on a hundred K account, 10% payout, that's 10 K on, you know, small. so, well, I mean, <laughs> there are, I mean, you can, like I said, I mean, there's some out there that, you know, yeah. you can trade 500 K of capital. You can trade a million dollars worth of capital, um, right. you know, you know, at, at the, I'll tell you right now, when, when you get to the point that you are trading seven figure accounts, 10% is, is listen, if you get 10% on the first week of the month, for me, I'll tell you right now, for me, that means I have a three week off, you know, vacation. Um, wow. You know, I'll still keep up with the charts. Maybe I'll trade a small account, you know, but I'm not, I'm not over risking any of my, you know, I'm not putting more exposure into the market. Um, you know, the, the, the key to me, or the key for me is, you know, again, I don't want to, I didn't want to trade a 40 hour a week job for another 40 hour a week job. Right? Exactly. Um, you know, so the goal is always get to the point where I can stop looking at the market, you know, right. um, you know, a, a great example this, this week, um, you know, we, I, I took four trades, lost one of them. No, no, I take it back. Took four trade, five trades. I took five trades. Um, two of them were the same position. It was just split orders. Uh, and I lost two trades. So, and I knew better, you know, I talked to the, the people that, you know, that know the Euro JPY trade, I knew better. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't listen to myself. I, you know, but it is what it is. No worries. You know, like you, you have that. Um, and you know, I, I recovered from it because it was only total. It was only a half percent. Um, but out of those trades, that's it. Like I'm, 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 I'm in deep profits on the other three positions. Uh, I've partialed out, 
Um, and going into next week, I'm, I'm really not looking for much other than continuation off the three trades that I'm looking at, you know? So, yeah, yeah, bro. EJ clapped us, man. EJ, and, and again, EJ, the EJ loss was because of order flow. And what do I, where do I put in precedent order flow? Order flow is like number 457. It's, it's down there beyond like the moon phases and the sea, <laughs> sea temperature and, you know, like the, the greyhound shadow, you know, it's, it's order flow is, is just that. So, so what, what are your top five things that you need? Like, what are some of your confirmations? What's your confirmations for you? Um, so the first thing is always a higher, so a top-down analysis, right? Obviously, if, um, you know, and, and I know this may seem very trivial, but there's a lot of people that struggle with this with, when it comes to structure, right? So structure-wise, if we're bullish on the higher time frame and we're bullish on the intraday, and we're bullish on the lower time frame. Why would I look for a sell? Right? Why would I look for a sell? So, a lot of people. Again, it goes to patience, right? And I'm a very patient person. This is something that, um, you know, with my background as you know, my entire adult um, livelihood was built around patience, right? Just hurry up and wait. Um, so I can, I can honestly, I can wait out price. I know I can wait out price. I've done it. I've waited months for price to come back into, into points of interest. Um, and a lot of people can't do that. They see that, okay, well, you know, we're, we're, you know, at an area high here. So price has got to sell down. Um, you know, one of the things I, I said to myself at the end of last year, when I was going through all my journals was mm -hmm. I'm done taking the counter trend move because the counter trend move just wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't beneficial to my overall equity curve. So okay. again, if we're, if we're bullish and, and what I like to do is if we're two out of three is what I'm looking for. So, you know, if we're bullish on the higher time frame, bullish on the lower time frame, but, but bearish on the intraday, all right, I'm still looking for buys. I just may need look, I may need to look in, in key areas, you know, um, obviously, you know, if we're, if it, whatever the two out of the three is, that's the bias. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Um, what percent of the time are you hedging? So I do, I do hedge. I mean, I'll tell you right now, hedging is, is a big part of my trades. Um, unfortunately, I can tell you that this year I haven't hedged as much as I did last year. Um, okay. And I think honestly, I think honestly, it just comes back to, you know, why, why hedge? You know, um, obviously, like the, the main reason for me to hedge is so that if I catch and, and here's an example, right? So let's just say higher time frame um, price comes into a daily demand zone, right? Mm -hmm. On the extreme of the higher time frame. So mm -hmm. immediately, I can tell you that I plan on holding that position for a very long time, right? Yeah. Because the, the goal is to make a new higher time frame high. I will definitely start to look for hedges out of there. Okay. The problem that, you know, especially this year um, is that we really haven't had dramatic pullbacks. You know, um, I would say for the, for the last eight to 12 months, price has just been continuing either in its bullish or bearish, you know, patterns. Um, so I haven't had the opportunity to, to hedge because I'm not going to, you know, let's just say we're bullish on the higher time frame, bullish intraday, bullish lower time frame. And let's say price comes into a lower time frame extreme. All right, mm -hmm. great. You know, I'll look for the buy. That's the first area I'm going to look for the buy. Um, but I'm not going to look for a hedge sell because we're already at premium pricing. You know, right. um, 
I'm going to wait for price to give me a deep pullback and then I can start the market cycle all over again. You know, I'll look for those lower time frame pullbacks to, to hedge down. And the whole reason I hedge is so that I don't need a partial out of my buy. You know, if I know we came into that higher time frame extreme and I'm expecting an 800 pip move, why am I going to take profits at 40 pips? You know, um, I'll, I'll wait for us to get up into the intraday, you know, uh, that broke structure for me to, to, to start taking partials. All the while, I'll, I'll work hedges in, you know, off the lower time frame. And, and essentially what that means is just, you know, my, my directional bias trade, the, the buy is full volume. I don't need to take volume out because the sell hedges are what I'm using as volume to pay myself. Right. So I saw Tatia ask what's hedging. So basically, Tatia, if you have a, say, a leg of price, say you're looking at a trend, so you have a defined bottom and top, you are trying to catch the buy when it retraces down at the bottom, but you're not opposed to catching that sell at the top as well. <coughs> and some brokers don't allow you um, yes. to hedge. So Right. Like, like a Wanda is a good example, a U.S. broker. It's, it's actually, it's, you, you're not allowed to hedge. So that's the reason I trade a prop firm account as well, you know? So I can, I can hedge, you know, and not only that, but the hedge protects you, you know? So, you know, a good example, let's, you know, and I know this may be difficult to, to like visualize, but let's just say, you know, we come into an intraday extreme, I take a buy mm -hmm. and now we come up to a supply point where I'm going to hedge the sell. So I get into the sell. Right. That cell, right, that cell is protected because what happens if my cell takes, if I hit stop loss on the cell, what happens? Nothing. Because I'm still in the buy. I've made right. up the difference. So now if I can get into that cell and that cell gets to break even, great. It's risk-free. We come back down into a buy position, right? Let's just say we're in the intraday slingshot area that I'm going to take a buy out of. Um, now I'm protected on the buy because if the buy hits stop loss, I'm in the sell. So the sell that I'm, uh, you know, the, the money or the, the pips that I've lost on the buy is made up off the sell and I'm still in the original buy. So it, it, what it does is it just protects my equity. Um, and, you know, it's, it's truly something that is very difficult to explain how to properly do it. It just takes a lot of practice. You know, my first couple of probably weeks hedging were, were very disastrous. Um, and it took, and it, and honestly, it took me going to a demo account and really just practicing it probably for a good three, four months, you know, before I got to the point where I was like, all right, you know, I know how to do it now. Got you. Um, some of the follow-up, the final questions that I sort of have are regarding professional trading. So the difference in my mind between just being a trader and being a professional trader is organization documentation, and then taking those extra steps to learn about tools like the risk management calculator, earn forex that you spoke of earlier, that just sort of makes your workflow a little bit easier. You can put multiple TPs in, you can execute quicker, or learning the difference between an MT5 C trader or MT4 and picking the best platform for you. Um, I've heard you mention a few times on your YouTube channel that you, you used to do TD Ameritrade, Yep. You trade I mean, it with them before? Yeah, you still, still do. do. Yeah, yeah. I still okay, do. what's the benefit of that? So uh, essentially what you're doing is you're trading futures contracts, right? Um, mm -hmm. And there, it's it's not, uh, I mean, it is leveraged. You're, you're still, you know, it's a U.S. broker, so you're you're limited to the 1 to 50 leverage. Um, but essentially there's there's no spread involved, right? Because what you're doing is you're physically buying contracts. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that it, in itself, um, there's really not much difference between how I approach it. Um, there, the benefits to it are, you know, you're not paying, um, you know, you're not paying swap fees, right? The only thing you're doing is you're paying. So like for me, I'm paying the broker a commission fee to, to open the position. Um, but that's it. And then I physically own that contract. Um, I mean, there's, there's little things that you have to keep aware of, you know, like when the contract expires, um, you know, you don't want to be holding your trade when that contract expires. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's little things that you have to do to, you know, learn how to trade futures. Um, but you know, it's just, it's another, in my case, it's just another tool or another avenue of income. You know, it's just another, you know, I, I don't, uh, the only thing I trade on it is, uh, is SPX and US 30. You know, um, I don't screw around with, you know, um, with stocks on it. I don't screw, I mean, well, I won't say I don't cause I used to, um, I haven't, honestly, I haven't traded stocks probably in six, seven months. Uh, same thing. I haven't traded crypto in like, actually I haven't traded crypto all year just because, you know, I don't need to, um, you know, I was trading crypto pretty frequently. Um, now it's, it's more of on the investment side, you know, I do everything through the exchanges. So, uh, no, I don't trade futures currency. I mean, you can, but I, I don't, um, all I, all I do is just SPX and us 30. Um, and that's a regulated way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's directly connected, you know, through the, like the CME and the stock exchange. And, you know, I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, in my opinion, I think it's probably the best way to trade indices because there's not, there's no broker manipulation, you know, you're getting it's spot price. Um, is it leverage? It is. Yeah. And, and, and it's, but here's, here's the disadvantage to it. Right. So, and this is why I use FX choice to trade my indices on a, on a Forex account. Because uh, you can't hedge in a U.S. broker. So I can't hedge on my TD Ameritrade account. You know, I can't be in a buy and in a sell. So obviously, you know, if, if, if you've been awake for the last two years, you know that U.S. indices are just massively bullish. So if, you, if you've been in buys, you're great. But, you know, there's a, a great example is I have yet, I would say the last buy I took on U.S. 30 or SPX was probably minus minus Friday because I did take a, a buy on Friday, but minus Friday had probably been two or three months just because we haven't had any pullbacks. You know, we, right. we haven't had price come into the intradays. You know, I mean, so I'm not for me, it's not worth my risk to buy at high prices without knowing, right. especially when we're at all time highs. You know, like I don't have targets. You know, so you know, for me, if it's not a one to ten, if I don't have the potential for a one to ten risk to reward. I'm not even going to give it a second look because I'm not going to let my margin get eaten up by it. So, you know that most traders, when they enter this space, they start out hoping for a one to two. So it's so yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah, interesting yeah. to hear you say one to ten is your minimum requirement to enter a trade. Yep. Um, have you ever considered doing one of the like the Roth trading accounts or so, any of those? No. no, I mean, um, you know, I I started dabbling with uh, like mutual funds. In, mm-hmm. in trading my own mutual funds. Um, and, and, I mean, honestly, it just, it's, it's more work and what I'm doing is working. So, you know, if it ain't broke, why, why change it? Um, so, exactly. you know, that, that's, that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's the only thing, you know, and then, you know, like I've, I've been asked, you know, do I, you know, would I be interested in, 
you know, like trading, you know, uh, like for a fund and stuff like that. And honestly, it's just more heartache. Um, you know, I'll tell you right now, I, I like trading my account, right? Because I am my boss. I, you know, there's from a psychological standpoint, you know, it, uh, it doesn't affect me, but now, you know, say I, I, I start trading for a fund, you know, say there's a fund that raises, you know, eight figures. Um, well now psychologically, now I've, I've got to take that into account. It's other people's money, you know, it's other people's emotions, you know, and for me, it's just not worth it, you know? So for the, yeah, for the question about where I learned Wyckoff. Yeah. Yeah. So Zach McDonald was the first person to introduce that to me. So, you know, Zach gave me the basics. Um, you know, then I kind of dove into like the Wyckoff Bible, uh, you know, Wyckoff methodologies by Ruben Villamosa. And then from there, um, you know, it was just implementing my own kind of spin on it, um, you know, and just dedicating a crap ton of hours to backtesting it. So, right. And I actually recommend that video to anyone watching as well. If you're not following Mike on his YouTube, you need to, he has a three hour video called Wyckoff intro, which that changed my (laughs) perspective on how I see the market. And it made me start taking a deeper look at structure and how I was actually trading. So his YouTube channel is his same IG handle right here. Everyone's asking about the prop firm. You mentioned FTMO and you said the prop firm. Is yeah, so I, yeah, so those are the two I trade for. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm just going to stop trading my FTMO account. Just because it, it honestly, it, it hurts me um, not being able to hold over weekends. Um, uh-huh. You know, you know with, with, they've got, you know, the... And again, there's so many, if you're, if definitely do your due diligence, look at, look at all the prop firms, right? I mean, you know, the best thing about FTMO is they're, they're a verified, they're an established prop firm. Okay. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, You know, there's other prop firms that are fairly new that offer definitely a better package. You know, FTMO pays you out 70%. You know, uh, the prop trading firm trades you out 80%. FTMO maxes you out at 400K. The prop trading firm maxes you out at 500K, you know? So, and, you know, 80% payout on a 500K account, you know, you're, you're looking pretty nice with that. Um, there's no news, you know, uh, that you have to worry about. There's no uh, holding over weekends. So, um, yeah. So you personally, so you would recommend, so you're a swing trader. So I see how that hurts you because you can't hold through the weekend, but for the intraday trader, maybe even the scalper, you would definitely recommend either of those for them. Yeah. 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 If you're, if you're scalping and you're not worrying about closing out over the weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, FTMO is still, I mean, I'll tell you right now, based, based on the two that I've traded, um, FTMO definitely offers lower spreads, you know, um, now there are, you know, I mean, there's little things like, you know, on FTMO, the payouts, you know, I used to have to have, um, you know, the payouts go from FTMO to my, uh, to a third party. Um, then from there, I would have to transfer it and have to pay, you know, a percentage fee to get transferred to my U.S. bank. It was just a pain, um, you know the, you know, some of these other prop firms will direct deposit it right to your bank account, you know? So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff like that, you know? Um, you have an LLC, not to get too personal, but you, you said, yeah. do you take all your trading funds through an LLC? 
Yeah. And, and if, if, you know, well, it's an LLC that turned into an S corporation. And if, if you are serious about getting into trading, yeah. I mean, definitely every state is different, but if you're in the U S um, you know, if, if you're not at least at minimum, uh, you know, incorporated through an LLC, then you're doing yourself a disservice because there's, yes. you know, from a tax write-off perspective, you know, everything from your phone bill, your, I mean, your home office, your, you know, I mean, your, your toll pass, you know, your car insurance. I mean, you know, depending if you structure it right, you know, and you put everything through your business name, um, you know, your tax liability will definitely uh, benefit you uh, from a trading perspective, if, if you, at minimum, do an LLC, but the S corporations where you're really going to get the tax advantages. So, but when yeah, did you switch to an S corp after you hit a certain dollar amount? You're like, I need to be an S corp now. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, so after my after the first year of being an LLC, and I went to my my tax guy, he was like, you know, here, fill out this paper, um, send it to the state of Florida, you know, change this to an S corporation because this is this is what you could have saved had you had an S corporation this year. So I was like, I'll wow. do it right now. So got yeah. home, logged on, sent, you know, did, did everything over, you know, every state's different in Florida, you can do everything online. So, you know, you just send everything right. online and um, you know, yeah. So definitely I would, I would definitely, um, you know, encourage people to reach out, you know, just do, do your due diligence. And if you're not, you know, protecting yourself from a business standpoint, because it's also that it's also the protection part, uh, part of it. Um, you know, you, you want to be able to do that. So, yeah. right. And I recommend any, if anyone really has questions about resources for CPAs or taxes and your U.S. based, because I, I don't know about other countries, just shoot me a DM. I just recently formed my LLC because I had a, a similar friend who's a CPA and I am. She's like, um, A, if you're paying a educational tuition, that's a write off. You get that money yeah. back. So yeah. if you're paying a monthly subscription and I am form an LLC because your education is free. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, even, even little things that you don't even think about, like your commission and your swap fees are, are, you know, stuff that you can write off. So, you know, and especially if you're making significant profits, there is a, a huge tax liability on that. So if right. you can, you know, if you can reduce your, your the amount of money you've got to pay to the U S government every year, um, you know, that's, that's always obviously the goal. So, right. Um, and I'm also based in Florida. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, so I definitely, hopefully in the future, I'd love to have another conversation with you because you've been so phenomenal today. I really appreciate your time, but just to recap. So for, um, anyone who came in at the end, take time to follow Fibs and Profits. This is Mike Acevedo. Phenomenal, phenomenal trader, very organized, Phenomenal risk management. He has a lot of resources on his YouTube channel where you can get started. Um, also, take time to follow me. If you're not, I'm going to be going to a lot of different crypto events coming up pretty soon, so you want to stay tuned. Um, and that's pretty much it. Do you have any closing questions for me or anything you want to say to the people still watching, Mike? Uh, no, I mean, I appreciate the time. You know, um, anytime I can, I can, you know, help people out. Uh, I mean, that's, that's ultimately my goal. You know, when people ask me, you know, like, why, why do I do the YouTube video and stuff? Because honestly, I didn't have somebody when I first started out that had this information, you know, and, you know, it's uh, my, my learning curve was slowed because of it. So if, if there's anything, you know, anything that I can do to kind of speed that along for people, great. You know, um, I will say this, though, like, especially for newer traders, um, 
don't shortchange yourself um, by, you know, by taking easy way outs, right? You know, uh, for me, you know, not only did I join IM, you know, and, and, you know, for me, it was probably the most influential thing I did because it got me started and it got me to the point where I started to, you know, gain the information that I needed to know where I needed to go. Um, but yeah. even after, after that, I mean, I've, I've done stuff outside of IM that, you know, I personally had to, you know, invest in. And, and that's what you have to look at, you know, uh, you know, every, everything from, you know, people don't think about this, but everything from, you know, investing in, you know, I call it my command center, right? You know, my, my, my desk, my chair, my, my monitors, my computer, you know, I, I invested in that, right? One, it was a write-off, but, but two, I invested in it because you don't want to be, you know, I, I didn't want to use a 15 year old computer, you know, that's slow as crap that crashes. Cause a lot of these programs take a lot of memory, a lot of Ram, you know, a right. lot of speed. Um, you know, I, I invested in, you know, books, I invested in, uh, you know, in a, in an actual mentorship program I invested in, you know? Um, so, you know, don't, don't think that you're going to get from, you know, zero to freedom, uh, and, and, and shortchange yourself, Yes. you know, that, that it's going to happen in, in five days, five days, you know, five months, five years, um, you know, invest in everything that you're doing, you need to invest in because one, if you invest in it, um, you're going to take it seriously, you know, um, where, you know, obviously if you're getting, if you're going to get something, you know, a great example, you know, people, I'm sure jump on my YouTube channel, uh, and you watch the videos, right? How many people actually watch it from minute zero to minute, you know, sometimes four hours, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, absolutely. But you're investing in it. You know, I, I can guarantee you, you know, I, I've had people that message me that have said they they've watched some of the videos four or five different times with notepads because there's something that they picked up, you know, the second or a third time. And, you know, that's something that, that I did, you know, like I, you know, yes, I, 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 for the, for a short period of time, you know, I had to transition from one 40 hour a week job to this 40 hour a week job, yes. you know, you know, and, and, and now I'm at the point where I don't need to spend as much time, but it didn't happen overnight. Right. It happened, you know, especially when you guys, you know, I mean, you guys see on Tuesday nights. I mean, I always say that, all right, it's going to be an hour. I'm going to, you know, my wife's on my butt. We're going to, it's going to be an hour. And, three hours later. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, <laughs> you know, but, but that's, that's how you have to look at it, you know? So, you know, just don't shortchange yourself, you know, uh, right. especially if you're serious about doing it, you know, um, you know, for me, it was never about, you know, the money or profits that I can make out of it. It honestly, it's, it's, you know, for me, it's, it's, I want to conquer the market. You know, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to be able to, to beat the market at its game. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's always something, you know, you know, now, I mean, that, that's, that's every morning. That's where, all right, how am I going to beat the market today? You know? So, but yeah, that's, that's all I really had to say. I think that's beautiful and that's phenomenal. And I'm, gracious to be able to have conversations with people who take this skill set as seriously as you do because you're a moving target for me i want to be as organized and as disciplined and to be able to disseminate the information the way that you do i feel like you explain things very well like your teaching style is unique in this trading space when it came to learning information and assimilating it the first person who truly made me feel like i understood what was going on was my mentor, who's Curtis Cobain. Um, and then when it came to learning this skill set, 
of why call i would say by far you're someone who made it far more digestible than anyone else that i've seen yeah. teach the subject before Thank shout you. out yeah. to that you also do phenomenal but I'm, yeah. honestly you no, know i'll tell you right now wyckoff theory in general is by far the most intricate and complex thing that yes. i think anybody can learn in trading um and that's and honestly that's why there are so few people that actually that do it you know yeah. um i mean you can you can just do a google search and there are companies that will teach it that you will be surprised at the amount of money that they charge at teaching. I'm not you surprised. Know? I've so, seen trading courses sold for anywhere from five to fifty thousand dollars just to teach yeah. basic support and resistance, which yeah. that's even a farce. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you when know, people I mean, scoff at IM's prices, it, it baffles me because even if you have to do a little sorting, the resources like I found you through IM, I found Curtis through IM, like. People, if they seriously take this educational platform seriously, they can actually become highly profitable traders yeah. in this space. No, but absolutely. thank you again. Thank you so much. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching your Sunday analysis tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be on. Thank you yep. very much. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.